With all the noise in the world, do you hear the voice of God? Your calendar tells you what to do, but do you remember who you are? Being comes before doing. This is a call to put first things first. Return to the Lord with this daily pattern of prayer and devotion. Set aside this time as a sanctuary. Find a space free of distraction and follow this pattern. As we are considering the devotional life this week, I want you to consider the goal of the devotional life. The goal of the devotional life. Let me start with the story. I was on a date with my nine-year-old, Emily. Now she's older than that now. She was nine at the time. I guess it was a couple years ago. It was over ice cream, and I quizzed her with a number of questions. And I came to this question. I said, Emily, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Her answer was, with you, Daddy. Cue the dad tears. For now, I'm better than Disney World. I'm better than the beach. She'd rather be with me than in any particular place. Too often, we hear that the the goal of Christianity is heaven. It's not. The goal of Christianity is Christ. To be with him in his presence. That's the ultimate, to be reconciled to him. Colossians 1, 19 and 20, In him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile all things. The Bible's pinnacle is a restored relationship with God. It's not necessarily a place, it's a restored relationship. And to live with God in the Eden life that was once established at creation. The chorus of scripture is, I will be your God, and you will be my people. That's God's goal. That's why he labored through covenant and kings and patriarchs and prophecy. He wants to be our God, we his people, to have us back again. This is home. This is what God wants for us, and this is where we want to be. Our goal is less a place, and it's more a person. My creator, my God, my redeemer. A good friend of mine uh, once said something I thought was sort of, at the moment, a little inflammatory. He said, if Jesus were in hell, I'd want to be there. Now, his point is not that Jesus is in hell, but that a heaven without Jesus is hell, and that our hope is to be in heaven because that's where our Lord is. The presence of our God is what makes it heaven. I too often hear of a hollow heaven. Heaven is a a utopia of pleasure and happiness. Uh, God is an afterthought. Or heaven is a place where I see my dead relatives. Well, he's happy now. He's with so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. 
And then Jesus is kind of a footnote. In this scheme, the the Savior is merely a a means to an end. He's the ticket to the party, but the party uh, is really not about him. He just blends into the background. But Jesus begs to differ. Not only is he the way, he himself is also the truth and the life. He's not just the means to an afterlife. He himself is the afterlife, the death, the resurrection, and the life. The devotional practices of the Christian life have the same goal, to be with him. It's not to get something out of him, not not, not a means to an end. Our devotional life dare not be a mechanical order. It must involve the intimacy of first-person language, I and you. We long to know and be known by God the Father. Emily taught me something. If I could go anywhere in heaven or on earth, my answer is, with you, Jesus. He himself is the end of my faith and my hope. I've never met such a love or seen such affection. Give me Jesus, and I get heaven as well. When Jesus is the goal, it only gets better. We pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you yourself are the way, the truth, and the life. Your life itself, all I want is you. Forgive me when I'm distracted by competing priorities or desires. Grow my love for you. Help me to see your gracious love for me, to live in gratitude for it. Lord, grow my devotional life, not as a a personal improvement, not to get something from you. I just want you. I just want you, Lord Jesus. Amen.